Albert featuring cameraman cam we're back for another hot and heavy episode of the moto academy podcast this is in fact the number one podcast in motocross so thank you guys if you listen Mm -hmm. thank you even more if you are viewing this podcast if you want to view the entire episode go to club.themotoacademy.com because only subscribers have access to view the whole thing also only subscribers have access to send in video questions which man we get some good questions here at the moto academy podcast mostly from Premix Papa and the Real GP, shout out. But we've got a lot of new faces lately. Yeah, 100%. A lot of new faces. Uh, what's going on? So today we're at 508 International. Oh, there goes Jamie. Driver Jamie is oh. already, he's entering the track, perfect like, attack position. First guy, first guy out. Unreal. All well, right. okay, it makes me feel less bad because his bike, I, I borrowed it for a couple weeks. Thank you, shout out Driver Jamie. And uh, it's not returning in quite the same shape. <laughs> that it was delivered to me and I tried, I hit, I hit, may or may not have hit a tree, I dented the exhaust a little bit, didn't know I did it at the time until I was cleaning it. When I cleaned it, I think I went too aggressive with the simple green to water ratio, even though I thought I diluted it a lot and it just now has streaks everywhere. The engine case, the frame. Oh, no. well, he looked at it and he said, no problem, I could fix that, thankfully, but it looked bad to me. So, what? oopsie daisy, I've ruined Still the banana bike. Simple green? Unbelievable. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I, guess so. I don't have sponsors, so right. I just went to Home Depot and I bought Simple Green. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I diluted it like crazy, but didn't work. Driver Jamie just delivered to me a brand new Honda 450. I've never owned a Honda 450. So today's going to be interesting. Uh, all stock other than that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, didn't get my handlebars in yet. Oh no, he put foot pegs on it. I have some suspension, which we're gonna test out as well. You have the seat. Oh, and Guts Racing seat, because I like the wing seat. For By the way, guys, if you have purchased the wing seat, this is what I just realized. There's two different types of foam. You can get the normal foam, which is a little cheaper, and you can get the Phantom foam, which is like lightweight, it's more expensive. But the problem I found out, have you you've ridden my straight rhythm bike? That had the, yeah. That has the Phantom hard. foam it doesn't break in. And yeah. I think that's one of the benefits is like, it doesn't get waterlogged if you wash the bike, right. it doesn't really deteriorate or break in, but it doesn't break in. And I find that- the best part. I find it's that nice to be kind soft. of, the Guts wing seat, personally, I like it when the first ride, whether you have the Phantom Foam or not, just expect that it's going to be stiff as heck. If you have the Phantom Foam, I, I'm learning now, it will feel stiff as heck the whole time. And a lot of people don't like that, myself included. I think that one's got the Phantom Foam on it, so. Hopefully, hopefully I like it. I like when it gets nice and squishy. So, you've never been here. No, but it looks sweet. I've heard very high speed and that there is a massive jump somewhere. I saw it. Oh, I, really? went, I went and walked. It looks pretty horrifying. Really? <laughs> yeah, the take, and there's not much of a takeoff. Like, it, the takeoff, the water, let's put it this way. The water truck rolled over the takeoff. So, it's not that big. Huh. It was small enough to where the water truck was able to go right up and over it, no problem. So it's it's almost like Larocco's Leap. It's like a step-up tabletop and then a huge mound of a landing that's further up the hill. They say it's 140 feet. Huh. It's definitely all of 140 feet. Uh, and apparently it's like wide open on a 450. Wide open, wide open. Wow. So, yeah, we'll see if I jump it. We'll see if I do jump it, oh, how many laps it. it takes. You'll jump it. The rest of the track looks fun. 
dirt looks pretty nice. MX-23 is in Brookfield, Mass., which is apparently right down the road. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I drove through Brookfield to get oh, here. Oh, you did? Yeah. And it's less than an hour from my house. How far was it for you? Just shy of four. Oh. Yeah, I've been driving all day. Oh, that's your fault. Hey, listen. That's your fault. Yeah, but I got pretty leads. That's what happens when you live in Canada. Canada. Just about. Just about. So on the turn on the speaking of new dirt bikes. Yeah, no luck on your end? Um <laughs> too expensive? Dude. <laughs> the negotiating days are over. Yeah. Like the the price is the price of dirt bikes now. So And what is the price? So I've been looking to get a 24 YZ250F. Yeah. I've gotten three quotes. Cheapest one, 97. Cheapest one, 97? Cheapest one, 97. Out the door, 97. Out the door after tax. These are out the door after tax prices. Okay. Cheapest, cheapest one, 97. Next cheapest one, 10.2. Next cheapest one, 10.5. <clears throat> well, just for reference, that 450, I paid for it. Yep. 9,200 out the door. Like 2023. Doesn't uh, matter. Honda 450. There, I found a dealership that has a brand new, which I thought was actually a good deal. Brand new 2023 YZ250F for 73 on the showroom floor still. And I'm like, I don't need the new one, <laughs> dude. Uh, but you 9700. Yeah, that's a bummer. But Matt Flood might be hooking it up. He apparently knows a guy who knows a guy. Well, I tell you what, it so, seems like if any region of the country has good deals, it's like the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware kind of right. area. It seems like they have dealerships that actually offer pretty good deals. I somehow, but I couldn't believe it. That's I where have, I got mine from. R&D Power Sports. Shout out. Where did he say it was from? Where? Pennsylvania. R&D Power yeah. Sports. Yeah, somewhere in Pennsylvania. I need to call them. Do they carry Yamahas? Because good grief, dude! Like the I've been buying from the I've bought my last four bikes from the same dealership. And he has gotten me out the door at the MSRP every single time. But not this time? No. The MSRP on this bike is 8900 which is ridiculously high, right? Like, my Cowie was 82 I think. And I was out the door at that price after tax, period. Um, nobody is negotiating anymore. Everybody's like, this is the price, especially mm. on the Yamaha. And it's like... Oh, dude, Do you think I they would know. have made more of them to eliminate that problem? I think they probably did. But it's 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 the Hayden Deegan bike. You mm. know what I mean? It's the Hayden Deegan bike that's winning. It went slim. Everybody has been waiting for it. And then people are just like, yeah, the price Yeah, so that is makes sense. That's why the Honda is the AJ Cat and Zero bike, and it's discounted at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with that other guy riding it. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, so speaking of the other guy, did you watch round three? Super Duper Cross? Yes. That looked fun. Wicked. Yeah. It, that's what all of them should have been. It made I me think. excited for Supercross. I want to actually, I, I, th there was the first one I watched and I'm like, that would be fun to race. It looked cool going up out of the stadium. Looked cool dropping back in. The sand section looked fun. The rhythms were appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing that was missing is it would have been cool to have whoops. It probably should have because it was. It was Supercross with no whoops, really. No, it's Supercross. Uh, they all had Supercross suspension this time. Had to have. Yep. It yep. looked fun. Oh, and it was dude. fun to watch because it had good passing opportunities. The sand section had two legitimate good options that you could take. Um, yeah, I and I watched it with sound on this time. 250 Moto 1. The t yeah. Best race of the year. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I totally forget what happens, but I remember it was Shimoda, Deegan, Jordan Smith all of a oh, sudden yeah. was tied for the points. Yeah. Like, <laughs> out of nowhere. How about 
nobody still has any idea what the points are doing, right? Like, oh, yeah. No, the triple-double. The announcers I... didn't have any idea. Well, it, a good example is the last moto, 450 moto. Yeah. Nobody had any idea until like four laps left that Roxon was, if he passed Jet, he would have won the championship. They didn't what? even talk about it. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, hang on a second. If, if Roxon passes Jet here, it's his title. I thought oh, I didn't I, even know thought that. I heard them say that. I mean, it makes sense. It was a nine point swing, right? Like, that's massive. Dude, <laughs> no, I nobody hate. could keep track of the points. Kudos, kudos, because that was exciting. It came down to winner takes all. That 250 moto was unbelievable. How about Deegan wins the championship in that same? Just a little bummed. Oh, I'm gutted for Hunter. I mean, a little. Well, I'm I'm more gutted that uh, he didn't go ride the bike. That is just but downright disappointing. Hopefully, Hunter's okay. I I yeah. think he's had kind of like ongoing back. He strains his back frequently. That back pain's the worst. That crash like pain. I mean, painful. Yeah. And and you, but that's not what did you see? Like, oh no, he got like he did the weird like front flip, yeah, saw whatever. That he got back up and kept riding, and then like he randomly landed and I it just done. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, got it. Uh, Didn't know that. That was probably the thing that caused the issue, and then just riding kind of made it explode. Um, which is yeah, that's that's a total bummer and a lot of a lot of back problems surrounding the Moto Academy. Yeah, at tell the me about it. M- Motocross Nations is next weekend, is it? And they're racing for he's racing for Australia, so he'll be fine. You think so? Yeah, I'm a week into my lower back and <laughs> not making any progress. So. He'll he'll be good. Yeah, I was bummed to not see a ghost ride, but what I think Hayden said in the interview. Uh, by the way, Jace at Gypsy Tales, shout out. Needs to. Needs in every, he needs yeah. to be in every press conference. Yeah, everybody agrees on that, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he asks the good questions. He asks the questions that people want to hear. He gets the riders actually engaged and wanting to answer the questions, which is important. I would love to be in there asking questions as well. Uh, but apparently, Deegan didn't know. Right. That's which makes story. sense. Makes sense. I mean, how are you going to do that math in your head? You can't figure that out. Right. One plus one equals three. He so. should have just got back on the bike and just ghost rode it somewhere. Did you not? Did you see rocks and butt patch? That's like yeah. one plus one equals three. I was yeah. like, nice. And then I saw a video this morning with Jet. One plus one equals a million. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice. Yeah, dude. That whole scenario was insane. Yeah, like, but it seems like they're good again now. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I figured they would well, be fine. Well, and uh, I think it might have been in the press conference or somewhere where Jet just admitted that he was like, he was like I just, you know, I didn't, I really didn't mean anything by it. I just, I meant right. that... I literally meant it was a gift. Yeah, he was he said something, him. and yeah. that's what it. That's that was our theory. That was yeah. kind of our theory yeah, all along. One hundred percent. Yeah, and anywho, like, um, yeah, freaking jet. jets quad onto the table, oh, yeah. uh, and then everybody had to do it. And I'm just like, man, that's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So for people listening, exciting. going triple onto a table is very scary because, especially on a 450, usually on a 250, going three onto a table is is wide open. It's still scary because if you case it. You're casing straight up and down, and it's, it hurts like crazy. If you go long, you are really usually screwed. Although I thought I saw a video of Jet going long on it and like time qualifying and just kind of bounce his way through like Jet tends to do. Yeah. But normally it doesn't go well. I'll never. For, and this was a quad onto a table, so it was even thirty feet longer. Mm-hmm. That's a long. And if you were to see a bike stopped up on top of an on-off like that, it's barely enough room for a bike. 
Well, so that's what I was just going to point out. I remember the first time I was standing like on a Supercross track. Maybe it was at 83 or Dog Pound, what was it called? Yeah, whatever they call it. Jet and Hunter's place. Um, and the literally, guys, when you stand on a Supercross track, the on-offs are the width of the bike. Like there's there's maybe an inch on either side yeah. that you have to give. And so the technique is you land front tire first, and then that, that way it gives the bike room. Right. Really. It's insane. It So to go that long onto it is scary. And I'll never forget at Club MX, I was doing a triple onto a table that nobody else was doing. It was just me doing it. Congrats. And it was, that day it was me, Osborne, Brayton, Nicoletti, Amart, Fast Group, and I was on a Suzuki 450. Got a little confident on it and went too far. And my front end missed it completely. Like it didn't even do one of these. It was just front end missed it completely. I cartwheeled for so long that I ended up on the other side of the corner. Like by the time I kind of came up and popped up, I was on the other side of the corner. And I'm just laying there in pain. I can't remember what I hurt specifically. That would have been 2015 I was on a Suzuki. First person that gets to me. Nicoletti. Uh, good and, that helped. <laughs> and he's just like, get up, you idiot. <laughs> and I was living at his house at the time. It was me, him, and Alex Martin lived down the road, and I, I was like sleeping on his couch. And he's like, get up, you idiot. You're fine. And because he didn't see it. And even if he had seen it, he wouldn't have cared. Right. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. My hip, my <laughs> hip. It, and he forces me to get up. And then I take the rest of the day off, which he wouldn't. Like, he didn't accept that I took the rest of the day off. It was not okay. And then I had to go on a run with them later that night. Oh, my god! And he didn't allow me to skip it. So I had to go out and run, and I just remember hobbling the whole time. That's Phil awesome. was so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast. He was so mean <laughs> to me. Yeah, we need to have Phil on the podcast. Oh, my god! He, hey, he just rips a whole shot, right? Was that round two or three? Two. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, he's riding better than really he ever has, which is cool because mm-hmm. he's probably four to five years older than me. He's yeah. got to be 34 or 35, I would guess. Yeah, I love Phil. Phil's awesome. Yep. He's yep. just an, he's just an a-hole, but everybody, but he's the nicest a-hole ever. You ready for a question that doesn't mean anything? Sure. Who takes Supercross <laughs> this year? Oh, uh, Jet. Okay. Why? Who do you got? Well, Jet. But I I was only leading into, I still can't believe how well Roxon's riding. Yeah. I mean, just no nobody could touch Jet except for Chase. And then all of a sudden, Roxon's just like right on him. Like Yeah. I think Jet is going to be extremely ridiculously next level good in the whoops. That's a probably I, Just because a good, I remember yeah. the first couple days that I saw him, his first two days ever on the 450 at the dog pound which they were talking in the the announce the announcers were saying that he only has four days on a total on a super cross track two of which i was there for the first two and i remember sitting there with like dino and a couple other guys watching him hit the whoops and we were just like what the heck i think he was shifting to fourth gear on a which third is so like benny was benny bloss was hitting him in second which you're not supposed to hit whoops in second the sweet spot normally on a 450 is third, and he was just fourth. But coming in so fast to where like you just missed the first hook. It was like watching Stewart. Yeah, a couple just, of the clips you'd see of Stewart where you're just like, what the? That's actually a, that's a really good point. He's going to be gnarly in the whoops. Yeah. And anything that's super technical, he's going to make it not look technical and just 
blow right through it like he always does. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, so I, I, I would, wait. and Roxon's an extremely technical rider too, but I think the reason we saw him being so close to Jet the last few rounds is potentially because the track is, where they were, the tracks were a little easier. So it brings everybody a little tighter. That would be my theory. I think the more difficult the track, I think Jet's going to separate himself more, which is crazy because that's usually what Roxon can do. Right. Well, that's why it might be a really good year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think and the Tomac too. Yeah. I, that's the thing. I think the biggest question mark, as far as Supercross's year, is going to be what happens to Chase when he's not on a red bike, and what happens to Eli after his injury. I mean, Webb's probably going to be good. I have a feeling he'll figure it out. Um, yeah, Webb. Webb. Looks good on the Yamaha already. Yeah, I mean, he got third this round, and it was super cross. And, I I mean, you got 12 weeks before the next one. So, um, By the way, guys. <laughs> dude, just stomp all over my YouTube clip. <laughs> Put this at the end of the YouTube clip. Why not? Go to drinkelement.com slash AJCat330. Drinklmnt.com slash AJCat330. I got sponsored by Element. That's sweet. Yeah, you've because been drinking I've, that forever. I've been drinking this stuff forever, and I'm obsessed with it. And that I only partner with people in this type of situation where I actually use the product. And this was one that I've always wanted. And I like how this Yeti bottle looks. Hopefully, it looks good in the podcast. If you guys cramp, my guys just somebody's just doing right heat cycles right next to the van. For real. Coach Mitchell, who is one of my new employees, just turned pro, so he experienced his first year racing outdoors. I'm like, how do you hydrate? Uh, water. I'm like, well, huh? You just water? Like, don't you cramp? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I cramp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so when I first turned pro, I thought just water was the move, too. And at best, I was having a Gatorade or something, right? And the problem with drinking that other crap is you're getting a bunch of sugar, you're getting artificial flavors and a whole bunch of stuff you don't want. And it tastes gross, in my opinion. This stuff tastes all natural. Doesn't have any sugar, I don't think. Try it. Go to, go to the site, try it. They didn't even pay me for this ad. They just paid me for a YouTube ad. But I want you guys to use the code Try All Eight Flavors. I'm pretty sure if you guys use that code, I'm you can try code. all different eight flavors. Go use the code. I'm going to use the code. I mean, uh, that all of the flavors are good, except for they have like a jalapeno one or something. It's wild. So, I mean, if you like crazy spicy stuff, you might like it. I tried it and almost threw up. But the other seven, <laughs> the other seven why flavors. why this ad's free. <laughs> <laughs> this ad's on me, Element. The other seven flavors, though, freaking real good. Real good. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, we'll get into Sorry the part. Sorry about your podcast clip, Cam. Yep. Whatever. We'll get into the part that everybody cares about. Because, I mean, other than that, we got Motocross and Asians. Cool. Yeah. I mean, go Plessinger. And then, yep. uh, then we got a dry spell until... Supercross, which yep. hopefully you race this year. Yeah, I got to figure out where to train first. So if anybody has any intel, any good ideas on where to train, send me a message. When is Baby Cat coming? November 18th. This podcast is being recorded on October, nope, September 28th. September, wow, it's coming quick. A, a, month, a month and a half until I've got a kid. Yeah, holy crap. Huh. I have 22 days until I have a wife. So, <laughs> yeah, we're about on the same timeline. <laughs> holy cow. Yeah, holy cow. How quick until the kids come? Hopefully not for a while. Have you had any talks about that? Yeah, she is like... Ready? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's 27. 
right? Uh -oh. I'm 24, so that's the difference. So, so we're, gonna she, have, we're gonna have kids that are the same age, one dude, year behind. Can, can you hang on? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Whose kid's gonna be faster? <laughs> can my if you have a boy? Oh, we gotta can do a my race. girl. Can Millie beat your boy? That's a good question. That's gonna. That's it. That's our yeah, content. Probably. You that's know our why? Content plan. My kid's gonna be an overthinker just like me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's gonna be a YouTube series. Oh boy, Baby that's cat. little bike's big world right there. Just, wow. just resurgence. That's right. hilarious. Okay, questions. Send questions, by the way. Do not send them to Cameraman Cam anymore. He's yep. answering the last of the questions, or hopefully we can get to most of them that were sent to him today. But we have done a, a, a whole account dedicated just to questions inside of the app. So send your questions to podcast questions inside of the app. Yep. Yeah? Yeah, that's all. Uh, so that way, whether Cam's recording, myself, Allie, whoever, we can dive into that account, have all of your questions in one place. Just makes it easier. Go to club.themotoacademy.com to be able to have access to send us any questions you want. Hopefully these are random. Did you talk about Tomahawk yet in oh, this podcast? we're doing a Moto Academy ride day. Can I still post that clip? Sure. Even, all of the, even though the information is now sure. incorrect? Well, uh, Moto Academy ride day. Yep. The date changed since a bunch of our last promos, but that's yeah. okay. October 29th, Moto Academy ride day. And what are we going to do? We're, it's going to be a ride day where we do a lot of riding. And it's guess what? If you're inside of the Moto Academy app, it's free. You can show up, show us that you're in the app, and it's free. Moto Academy ride day, October 29th, Tomahawk MX. It's going to be prime time, best time of year to go. The Pit Bike National is the day before on Saturday. Ooh. We have a class. Uh, by the way, we're gonna. that's going to be funny because everybody on Team Moto Academy is going to race this Pit Bike National. So we got to see who the best pit bike racer is on Team Moto Academy. It's Tony. Definitely is Tony. Yeah, we can't it's Tony. Let, I think we got to, Tony can't race it. <laughs> I can't afford to have my COO die. <laughs> Tony, Tony, just, Tony. Just launches the over under bridge. Dude. I could just see it now. Oh, yeah. And then he'd get up and we'd be like, what happened? like, you know, I just like, I just. <laughs> we can't, we can't let Tony, shout out Tony. <laughs> Shout out Tony. Yeah, we can't let him do it. Yeah. Last time Tony and fun. I did a pit bike race, it ended with Tony in the woods. <laughs> yeah, Tony Tony crashes a lot, but that's okay. He's right. new to the Moto Academy, so he's going to dial his technique in just like all of us do. Yeah. Uh, all right, hit me with some questions here. I see a bunch of new faces. Really? A bunch of different faces. So, but Lots of different faces. All right, here we go. Great. Kenny C18. What's up, AJ and Cam? Uh, I know when I'm riding, songs play over and over in my head. I call it brain radio. I was wondering if that happens to you guys and what song goes on in your brain radio. Let me know. Do you have brain radio? I used to. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. You don't anymore? No. No, I think how Kenny C18 is definitely younger than us. I used to. I remember riding Rocky Hill. By the way, going a very, very fast pace, but I rode the track four days a week every week. So I didn't have to think about what I was doing. I was also age 13 to 16. And yeah. I would sing songs the whole time, sometimes out loud. I always out loud. When I, when I would ride, I, I would always have a song playing in my head every single time. That's so And funny. now it does, that doesn't happen. It I hasn't happened why. to me in 15 years, probably. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Hmm. You just pay more attention now? I, I don't know. I'm pretty focused like when I ride, yeah, typically. Yeah, I will... Yeah, if I'm if I'm doing the thing, like I'll go out there for a 30 minute moto, let's say. Like if I do a long moto today, I very well could go 25 minutes and think of nothing. 
Yep. Nothing. I think that's why people like riding because it is meditation. Basically, it brings you right into the moment. Uh, yeah, the singing. Yeah, comment below. Let us know who sings when they ride and what song do you sing? What song would I use to sing? So this would have been my eighty-five days primarily. Yeah, same. I yep. was probably singing. Uh, oh, it had to have been e easily some Nickelback in there. Really, Creed. Creed. What else have we got? Uh, Three Doors Down. Wow. Puddle of Mud. Uh, Rob Zombie. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Huh? Definitely some Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud was probably my favorite. I've never even heard of them. Three Doors Down was also good. Yeah, some Forty One, pretty good. Yep, not that one. Puddle of Mud, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't. Dude, have you listened to Blink's new songs that came out? What are you doing? Let me know how you Why are you singing it like that? You don't get it? You, I don't know the words. You clearly do. I, I can kind of hear the words. Well, I know every tenth word. Every tenth word. You didn't get that song? <laughs> let me know just how you feel. Great imagine song. if Blur somebody was my, look it up. It's imagine great. if somebody was listening to this podcast and then a random person like jumped into the room that they were in. It was just like, what are you listening to? That's just AJ Cat and Zero singing a song. No, uh, good. Uh, I always used to do that. Now, so what were yours? Who did you sing? Or did you just make up? Oh, your I don't own? know. I was, a, I was a kid. I can't remember. But in sync, in sync. No. Um, okay, so Backstreet here's does. a question though. Did you ever ride with headphones in? Oh, yes. In that era, I was like, oh, I love singing songs when I'm riding. Let's try putting some music in. And that was in the iPad, iPod days. Oh, of course. So I would yeah. then toss my big, chunky iPod <laughs> into my pants and try to run the headphones up and didn't like it. All tried right, so, it once, never tried it again. So check this out. In a moto movie, because same era for me, right? I was maybe on a 250 by then, so I was probably like 14-ish. But uh, in a moto movie, Jesse Nelson threw in headphones and then went to go riding in his part and I was like I've never thought of that like just had the normal white like Apple headphones right that's funny and I was like yeah I'm gonna try it and then you get out there and back then like Apple I mean you it was all the way up if you were gonna hear it at all <laughs> on a dirt bike you know what I mean I hated it I couldn't stand yeah, it it was just yeah. like my ears were blown out I was like this is not yeah, working yeah it was uncomfortable it was it would throw you out of rhythm yeah right I wasn't a fan but well, let us know people I wanna know what song are you singing yeah are you singing it's a good question it's a yeah, fun question great question actually. Kenny C18 alright here we go Mike and Andrew shout out Mike and Andrew hey guys I was just wondering why right hand turns are so much more difficult to get down than left hand turns? Is it a throttle hand thing? Brakes, just not used to it? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Is there a difference? Thanks. Uh, great question, Mike. Three, he, he hit all three. Yep. One throttle hand, it's very easy to drop the inside elbow doing a right hand turn. Some people struggle with left, some people struggle with right. I would say that the right hand turn is going to be your more difficult turn because throttle hand. If you don't regrip properly, your throttle hand, your throttle arm is going to drop. Your inside elbow is going to fall. Your head's going to fall. That would be the biggest one. Second would be rear brake. A lot of people like to drag the rear brake into a turn, and which isn't correct, by the way. Right hand turn would force you if you're putting your foot out to get your foot off the rear brake earlier. A lot of people probably aren't comfortable with that. And then three, you're maybe just not used to it. 
So maybe you got really good at turning one direction, never really got good at turning the other. That's very normal also. That happens with scrubbing. A lot of people can scrub uh, throttle side down, can't scrub the other way. A lot of people can whip one direction, but can't whip the other way. A lot of people can do a layup with the right hand, but they can't do it with their left hand just because they never practice it enough. But yeah, that's a good question. Do you turn one way better than the other? I can't turn right. Really? Oh, I suck at turning right. Yeah, turning huh. left is so much easier. Because I mean, it's it's a whole regrip thing. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. By yeah, it's far. much it's much harder to. But also, like on a trampoline, I'd spin left. I wouldn't spin right. Yeah, don't Same. know why. But BMX bikes doing three sixty, yep. scooters, scooters doing three sixty. Always hang. I always went left. I could do it to the right, but it was very awkward in I, the console. Dude, I would like get off axis. I could barely one eighty to the right. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. But, I don't know hmm. what that is. It's got to be something, but I'm I, I always turn yeah, left. Better. Good question. Good question. Cool. All right, hit me with another one. All right, here we go. Mama, Mama J. J. Hello, everybody. Hi, Mama J here. I'm a new member, and uh, first question. I'm actually Austin Jeffrey's mom, so I'm the support. That's basically what my question is about. I don't ride. I don't race watching video and critiquing technique is not my forte i don't know the difference between what is right and what is wrong what my question is is how could can i support him more i can't help i take all the video i get him to the races i get him everywhere he needs to go but how can i help him more when it comes to his riding he's been a longtime member here we've been to both classes in calgary in Alberta, Canada, which were amazing. So just some ideas on how I can help support him a little bit more. Thanks. Love it. Bye. What a nice mom. Mama J, shout out. I responded to Austin Jeffrey's message inside of the app today and a Mama J message inside of the oh, app no today. Way. So I've been talking to them recently. And I, actually, I think I've responded to a couple of hers like multiple days this week. Didn't put two and two together until just now. So shout out. Austin Jeffries, shout out Mama J. What a good mom. So uh, exactly what you're doing, being inside of the app, learning and downloading the information because this is what I tell people at class, it's not rocket science. You could go and teach a class at this point. If Cameraman Cam can do it, anybody could do it. <laughs> if you're okay. around it long enough, you will start to you'll start to recognize all the things that anybody, not just your son, but anybody that rides by, you'll it, it, you'll know enough. Okay, oh boom, their feet are in the wrong spot, their knees are in front of the foot pegs, their elbows are down, their hips are kind of rolled. It's really like seven or eight key points throughout the body that you have to look for, and it's very simple. It's very simple, and I think the temptations sometimes are maybe two things. One. It's tempting to just saw driver Jamie ride. Driver by. Jamie's got an arm pump. You Shout can out tell. driver Jamie. He he was out there for a long time. He's shaking the arms out. Do you see that? <laughs> All right. One, it's very tempting to uh, try to progress too quickly and to not accept like progression plateaus. So if you guys are in a progression plateau where it feels like as it, from the outside in as a parent, it seems like he's not getting any better or getting any faster, or if he's getting frustrated because he feels that way, that's very normal. Creating as much knowledge as possible inside of the app and as much knowledge as studying the footage, period. It will shorten that progression plateau, which is good, but it's still gonna be there. So be patient with that. 
and then try to avoid like external pressure to in thinking that he has to get faster quickly because he doesn't. It's going to be his own pace. Some people might get really fast really quick. He might feel like he's getting left behind. That doesn't matter. It, the way that I teach to really create the proper foundation, it will create a slow and steady progression that hopefully will last indefinitely. But study the footage. It's as simple as that. And if you guys have questions, you're in the right place, ask. Don't ever feel like you're bugging me. Send me a message. Uh, Mama J, ask me a question. Austin, if he has a question, he sent me some footage today of him going around a right-hander, standing up, dropping down. And it was in a race, and he had good technique even in race mode. And it's amazing that I remember that because I respond to so many freaking messages. It's unbelievable. But guess what? Your boy is just committed to the community. I'm really committed to the community. So get in there, send me a message. That's a good question. One of the things that I've been talking with people about a whole lot, because um, I like, obviously, me and my friends work on technique and trying to make sure we're doing things right. And like Josh and Kip have really good technique. Cole has pretty good technique. He's getting better. Um, anywho, but one of the things like, I've been that we've been talking about most like recently is like everybody do less yeah. because it's easy like once you kind of like even and I'm talking to myself here too it's like now that I've you know I've I figured the feet out I've figured the hips out I figured the grip out like now I'm becoming a clutch abuser because yeah, it's, it's like, like what can I add now yeah but it's like no like, throw it away yeah. right do less like the whole and that's really what it comes down to is like because and i only say that because you're like this stuff is simple it, like the whole point of having good technique is making it simple right mm -hmm. it's like when you don't have everything in place things are complicated you got clutches going everywhere you're shifting to random points you got front brake rear brake at different times you have your foot out eliminate all of it right and then yeah you know yep do and less. when it becomes simple do less. do less is a great one i mean when, it, when you do less and it becomes simplified, that's when you can really start doing kind of jet-like things where you see Jet read the track and be able to predict things that are happening because it is so simplified the way that he's riding. And right. it just like he can control the, the few variables that he creates for himself. For some people when they ride, there are so many variables that you couldn't even, as an instructor, it's hard to pinpoint because it's like, this guy's just a mess. There's a million things wrong. Simplify, do less, good advice. Cool. Good advice. All, All right. right, hit me with another one. 36 right, minutes in. Hey guys, so I was thinking about how Jet is pretty much in a league of his own and doesn't have a lot of people to really push him. What can he do to continue that level and continue to bring it up when you don't have a lot of people to push you? Um, maybe we can compare him to a young AC where, you know, amateur AC was smashing everyone and winning by a minute and his dad was pretty tough on him and maybe we are now seeing the negative impacts that he had the way that that situation was handled mentally talk about the differences between um maybe young ac and current jet how the families have handled it differently and how it's led to that result and maybe what we can learn to bring that into our own lives thanks okay don't you just miss the young ac days yeah, and the, oh my gosh, I remember when he, because he raced East Coast Supercross the first year when he turned pro, and I, so I was racing him. Won his first race. And won his first race. Didn't he win his second race, too? I don't know, but I know he won the and heat then he race, got, won the main. Yeah, and, and then I awesome. think he won his second race, or he won the heat, and then was winning the main, and crashed and hurt his shoulder, and just popped it back in. 
yes. at, in Toronto or Detroit all, or Yeah, that would have all been the first year. Yeah. Or Indy. Uh, he was jumping a quad at Indy that nobody else was. I remember a few things that he was doing right away that year. I was like, whoa. All right, a few major key differences. Great question, by the way. AC had a big growth spurt. And I think that that affected him almost more than anything. Like when he grew, his technique didn't adapt quick enough to how tall he got. And he didn't know how to control his body. Hmm. I think that was the biggest thing. I think the mindset was slightly different too in that it was win at all costs no matter what because he was so used to it. So he was sort of raised with a silver spoon a little bit. But it seemed like that they were high, like that seemed like a high level family. And you can tell because of how articulate and smart AC has been since he was on a 65 or 85. Yeah, he's always been the guy when it comes to Like very talking. clearly like he was raised in a smart way to some extent um, because he seems smart and, and now he seems highly intelligent. Maybe there was more pressure to win where I think with Jet and Hunter, it was like they were crawling themselves from nothing all the way up through. So it was more of like, not starting at the top, less pressure technically, but what I think helps Jet big time. Is it hot in here? It's so hot in here. Yeah. Hmm. All right, what helps Jet big time? He's got yeah. Hunter. Ah, uh, true. And when you go to the dog pound, they race with each other and they're the same speed. Yeah, literally. So anytime Jet cannot take a day off, Jet cannot take a day where he goes slow because he'll get smoked by Hunter. I'm going to. Are you up. sure the AC is on or just a fan? You know, I'm not 100% sure. This feels like just fan. Oh, not this again. What's it? So, so it doesn't feel cold? No. I mean... What about now? I just bumped it from 66 down to 60. We're going to go... We're going to go to fan mode 2. Should we turn the van on? And also, we're not plugged into anything. Oh yeah, should we turn the van on so we don't smoke the battery? Well, the, that, the van being started I don't think helps us. It's, I, I feel it now. That feels a little bit better. Yeah, that's much better. It might just be getting hot outside too. Um, as long sunny. as this switches on, I had it plugged in last night, so we should be, we should be fine. Okay. Yeah, that'll help, that'll, it'll cool down here in a minute. Um, but that's, that's the biggest thing is Jet has Hunter. So Jet is not going during the week and just cruising around like not, knowing what to do with himself, he's pushing hard every day or else Hunter will smoke him. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening over at, uh, what's the Moto Sandbox or whatever? Isn't that Chase and Rockton? Or not anymore? Hmm. I think so. So what's happening over there right now? Don't know. What do you mean? Well, is Rockton smoking Chase at the... Oh. No, I bet you Chase is faster than Rockton. There? Yeah. So what's happening? He just well, turns all I up. know is when Rockton showed up to the dog pound last year, were you there that day? No. I wasn't. I was less than a second off of Roxon, and Jet was three or four seconds faster than Roxon. And Jet was on a 250. Whoa. Granted, that was yeah, a Yeah, I mean, home field home, advantage, yeah. but still. Um, huh. Yeah, Sexton goes fast, especially in a track that he would know. I think Sexton would probably be maybe even faster than Jet. But yeah, I, I think as, as far as I know, I think Jet and or Sexton and Roxon will be together at Sandbox. I think. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Don't know. Yeah. So that's. Uh, yeah, that was a good question. Yep. Great Interesting question. question. Great question. Hit me with another one. Hey Jay, I have a podcast question for you. So um, I keep having a problem with my 
shoulder and it keeps popping out. I've done it about six or seven times now and just wondering if you had any advice on if there's warm-ups before I ride uh, that I should do before I go ride and uh, any strength exercises to strengthen my shoulder. It just doesn't seem to want to fix itself. I've been going to the gym trying to lift weights and uh, trying to fix it that way, trying to strengthen it, but there's certain movements that I've been doing like a bench and stuff to strengthen it and it doesn't want to fix it. And last time I was at the gym, I actually dislocated it again, um, trying to do bench and it felt great. Um, so I was just wondering if you had any ideas on that and if there's any exercises I should be doing to fix my shoulder, thanks. Not good, not good. Uh, I've never dislocated my shoulder. I've only separated it. Dislocation usually happens this way impact this way separation or uh, collarbone break would happen impact this way if it's doing it that many times that's not good that may might mean that you have to have surgery and get it fixed fixed um have you had an mri yet that's where i would start i know they're expensive but at least you can kind of get an idea of how bad it is I'm sure the doctors will always probably try to push, push surgery, so it might be worth getting a couple recommendations, but I wouldn't be doing bench. I would be doing like lighter kind of band work, something to work stability, strength and stability, not heavy, big movements. Um, like taking the band and doing like these things in both directions, this way and this way. Uh, I don't know. I'm not the guy to be answering that yeah, question. I mean, some serious PT would probably be in order if he's not already doing that, right? Yeah, because that's no fun. I've, I've been around people that have shoulders that pop out a lot, and uh, it seems like it sucks. Hey, how is that not always lingering in the back of your mind? Like, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. So that would be my advice. Get an MRI if you haven't already. Try to do some band work and strengthen it. Go on YouTube, type in something. Yeah, don't take it lightly, I think, is the verdict. Yeah, and don't go to the gym and just bench press a lot of weight. Definitely don't do that. Uh, because bench press, too, it's that's a lot of range of motion required, and that's a movement where it does put a lot of strain on the front part of your shoulder. So I, w I wouldn't be doing that movement. Hmm. Yeah, good question. Good question. Sorry. Just flying through them today. Eat it and delete it. Eat it and delete it. What's up, AJ and everybody on the podcast? Uh, so this year on outdoors, uh, I noticed a lot of of the pros um, in the same corner, same rut. Some of them would choose to use the rut. Some of them wouldn't choose to use uh, the rut, and they would kind of ride the flats in between the ruts. Um, I even noticed Jet doing this, uh, at least in part of the rut. Um, could you break that down a little bit like why they would choose to do that and how us at a local track can decide when the proper time is to use the rut and when not to use the rut great question you didn't deleted and i believe our ac just shut off so not great, great. uh short podcast today <laughs> that's a good question so if the rut just isn't favorable in two ways. One, if it's just way too deep and you're getting a ton of foot, foot peg scrapage, uh, or two, if the rut is just turns into a whoop section, 
then it might make sense to try to find somewhere where the rut isn't. Um, it's not super often that you can get to a point where you're just riding in between them. I have had that happen, but not super often. Um, oh yeah, it's gonna get hot in here quick. Yeah, the the biggest thing is just don't be afraid to explore. So I think that's where you see a guy like Jet because he's so confident that he will try going anywhere. And that's what you're seeing is just him being willing to explore. A lot of people get in a rut, whether it's good or bad. And if it, even if it sucks, they'll just stay in it the whole time, no matter what. Um, and don't be afraid to think outside the box to where, yeah, sometimes the ruts are spaced just far enough apart to where you can form kind of your own little line in between the two. Or sometimes you could start from outside and square up and just go straight across all of them. That's sometimes an option as well. Uh, you don't always have to follow the slot car line right down the middle of the track. Cam, AJ, what's going on? Here at Starbucks. My question for you guys is, with the advancement of electric bikes coming in the future, such as the Stark Varg, um, what do you guys think of electric bikes and how they're going to affect the industry? And also, how do you think it's going to affect the riding styles? I see an electric bike being a better bike option for the average rider. So because of the simplicity of the bike and uh, I see people being able to apply proper technique on those bikes a lot easier and uh, being safer riders so what do you guys think of that thanks dude they're everywhere they're gonna be everywhere they're sh I saw one in my hometown which is shocking a, a Stark bar? A Stark yeah they're showing up so I'm supposed to call have a call with uh, don't what don't say anything stupid oh no <laughs> No, there's a member inside of the app okay. that has a <laughs> okay, that's fine. has an order for one, and I don't think he wants it anymore. So I was going to take his order. Oh yeah, you told me. And about delivery that. is supposed to be coming pretty soon, so I might have a varg here before we know it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So this has been my theory kind of from the beginning. I think that it's going to allow for people to execute the technique that I teach, feed on the pegs, so much easier because you can set them up with hand controls. You can have front brake on your right, rear brake on your left. You don't have to shift and you don't have to have the rear brake on the foot. So you can leave your feet in the correct spot on the balls of your feet at all times and never have to move your feet around. That in itself is huge, dude. huge. You can yeah. set the bike up in any mode. I think the Vargs have options to like create any mode you want essentially from one horsepower to 80 horsepower. So therefore, the it can fit anybody. I had an Alta for a while. Allie would hop on, hop on my Alta and I would just put it to mode one. Yes, it was heavy, but it was perfect amount of power for Allie to be able to learn on, on a bigger size bike to I get comfortable. I loved that bike, dude. So the barrier to entry, way better. Way easier barrier to entry, I think, other than the price point being high, but that I'm sure will come down over time. The batteries will improve. The technology will continue to improve. Yes, you can argue I want my bike to make noise, but I always think like bigger picture in that if the technology is good enough to be able to make that bike do what it's doing, they can also have technology to make the bike make some noise if you want it to make some noise. Yeah. I don't want my bike to make noise. I, I wish it didn't make noise. I don't like, I don't care about the noise. 24YZ250F, everyone says it's louder. How is that even possible? Really? Yeah. Earplugs. I, yeah. No. I like a quiet bike. I want to like, like where I live, obviously I rent people a house. Gonna, we're getting canceled for saying that, but what? people like dirt bike noises. Yeah, I mean, sure, cool. Yeah, but I don't. I would rather be able to ride at my house than 
have allowed oh, dirt that's bike. another obvious thing like i mean the places that you can ride these things the track opportunities having them you could have a track in the middle of a city yeah yeah i've been yeah. saying this for a, a while now like i've i think that there is a huge 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 opportunity i mean the transition now from mountain bikes or from bicycles into dirt bikes will be easier. It's easier to learn with the kids riding little striders and stasics and things that have the electric throttles. I mean, yeah, it's a very big opportunity for our sport. I mean, I, it's a no. I am all for it. Living in Vermont, let's, I'll make it about me for a second. <laughs> Living in Vermont, I will own an electric bike. And like, I love Vermont. They, Vermont, hates anything fun as far as dirt bikes atvs i mean we have side-by-side trails but everybody hates them and complains about them like we have no dirt bike tracks like i got my dirt bike track taken away my grow that i grew up with because of noise like i mean they'll probably come after you for erosion because i live in vermont yeah they'll try to find anything but 100 percent, i fully plan on getting a stark because then i can have a track at my house ride it whenever i want as much as i want yeah and nobody can complain about it that to me is worth way more than being like oh yeah i get to change the oil like uh, what? <laughs> no thank you yeah, yeah. no like <laughs> as little maintenance as humanly possible that's another pro with it um yeah i'm all for change i like things i like creativity i like new things will it take over completely maybe at some point who knows if that's 30 years in the future who knows if it ever happens will will it go to another power source of some type maybe who freaking knows but i'm all for it i think at least for right now it's it's cool it's going to give people a lot of opportunity the surons even yeah. i mean it's people are going to get into dirt bikes that would have otherwise never got into well dirt also bikes. wait until you ride one like most people it's haven't ridden an electric blast. it is so it is like it's effortless and it's it almost so more much fun. fun when you don't have the noise because it's just like everything is there yeah. oh too instead awesome. of getting the feedback from just buzzing in your ears of a loud machine you don't have to shift you <laughs> you're feeling everything oh. coming at you yeah it's yeah i'm now, all for it here's what would get interesting right and i think there's <laughs> there was a a guy raced one in like uk arena cross the or start did you see the start oh yeah just blew their doors <laughs> off dude i was like yeah. he was like at the corner when everyone was halfway down the straight you don't have to shift. It's just instant. It's mm -hmm. like a drive on a Tesla versus a car. It just yeah. makes cars feel stupid. But anyway, like there's an underlying question, right? Because right now, like you have all these brands and manufacturers, Kawasaki, Honda, KTM, and like you go to the races and every bike is so different, right? It's like, you know, you got Pro Circuit, who's like the king of porting and polishing. And, and then you have... You know, like the two-stroke game is all about like how you mod your engines and, and get as much horsepower out of them. It's like, I think the underlying question is that all changes if everything goes electric, which I don't think, I don't really think everything's gonna go electric. You're not gonna go see NASCAR and watch a bunch of Teslas. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. NASCAR will be gone before that happens. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think there's an underlying question of like, in that sense, it does feel less fun going to supercross and every bike is you know limited at 80 horsepower because they're all electric and they, you don't hear anything and it's kind of like i totally understand where that would be no fun mm. you know what i mean yeah i know but but to own I, one when that time yeah. comes it's gonna make sense whatever whatever it's gonna make sense i think if you if you picture 
a supercross gate dropping and it's just all electric bikes right now, that's a hard thing to picture. Right. It seems like it would be pretty underwhelming. Right. But I'm sure that there would be something to, something to spice it up. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I mean, when you watch a Formula One race, like, everybody's going this they're all doing the same thing. They're all in cars that are kind of close. Yeah, I but I think there's there as far as like the noise argument. I'm but there's saying, noise. There's there is, they sound cool. It's definitely more exciting than if you couldn't hear them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but again, if they want noise, they could make them sound like what they could pour sure. sound into the stadium and just panic revs the Dude, whole time. Could you the literally? So they were pumping crowd noise in at LA Coliseum. Oh. It, and it was so obvious. Like, really? they, they just did not do it well at all. Like, and what's so funny is, like, oh, we were at AT&T is where I really noticed it. Yes, there was somewhere this year AT&T, where like, we walked into the stadium, and the crowd's going wild. And me and AJ are the only people in there. <laughs> I was just dying. I because, didn't know that was a thing yeah, until then. Yeah, 100% it's a thing. But they were pumping it in to SMX at the last round. And... It made it way more exciting. Yeah, it, yeah. In that sense, it was great. But obviously, for me, it's like I do a lot of live production, and I'm just cracking up because I'm like, they're just a dude has a fader, just like you know. That's hilarious. It's like, oh, Deegan's getting close to Shimoda. Okay, yep, good. All right, back it off. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah that's I never funny. knew that was a thing until we were in that stadium, and I'm like, what? What? Yeah, it's like they're the just crowd. pumping crowd noise into the stadium. Yeah. Anywho. Okay, hit me with one more. All right, here we go. Thank Last you guys one. for all the questions, by the way. Who do we got? Familiar face. Yo, what's up, Cameraman Cam? Danny Youngblood here. Sitting here watching you guys with new podcasts with the band. I love the band. That's dope. Suggestion, bro. If you guys could change these curtains and all this front somehow and put a green screen behind you and then drop some footage behind you guys of people riding and stuff, that'd be amazing. I know you can do things like that. My bikes are down. They're getting maintenance. Womp, womp, womp. You know how it goes. All right, man. Have a blessed day. Just want to throw a suggestion out there. Thanks for the podcast. These things are awesome. They keep me uh, entertained at work while I'm working. Be easy, guys. Later. Shout out. Daniel Young. Daniel Youngblood? Yeah, Daniel Youngblood. Daniel Youngblood. Yeah, he's a cool dude. That's a good idea. I'll tell you what. I remember seeing that question when it came in, and I love that idea. That is super cool. Would that be difficult to do? It wouldn't be easy to do. And it would take a lot of time, but you can do it. I mean, w for one, you'd have to green screen all the windows. But on top of that, they have to be perfectly like evenly lit. That's the part that is really mm. tricky, especially when there's no room in here. But I love the idea of having footage in the background. Like, how cool would it be if like we just looked over there and like could see whatever we were talking about? Well, I about? will say the idea when we have our when we have these facilities. We're going to have kind of study rooms to where yep. the, my podcast station will also be where riders come in to study footage. I'll have a screen up, whether it's green screen or real screen behind me, where it's going to be just that, where I can kind of point things out in real time and show you guys what's going on. That's the plan in the van. That That's a cool idea. Yeah, it'd be rad. Um, yeah. By the way, I'm all for ideas. If you want to submit questions that aren't questions, aren't just straight up ideas? fire them through it'd be so cool fire to get to the through. point that where, thing is not doing ac again anymore i know it'd be so great to get to the point where like you know there's a studio where we do these you have camera operators like one on a jib where you can do the moves to be able to look over to the screen where people's questions show up and be able to like i mean you could 
You can spend a million dollars on a podcast, easy. <laughs> We're going to keep leveling these so. things up. I think this van so far is a pretty good step. At least we got a studio, yeah, and great. it's mobile. We're doing and we're in the middle the of track. Yeah, not plugged into I'm anything. I'm a little anxious, anxious though, because I want to get out there so bad. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Okay, I'm gonna go ride. I'm gonna film like crazy. I'm gonna do some GoPro stuff. Cameraman Cam's gonna film. I got a brand new Honda 450 to break in. Thank you guys for listening. For the, t- for the three people still listening to this podcast, um, who are my shoutouts going to today? Oh, we got to get out a list. Everyone who's still listening, the suspense Every is person up. that's still listening. And guess what? The three people still listening? Obviously, Real GP. Shout out. Yep. Premix Papa. Shout out. Brian. Just Brian. And Brevin. Just shout Brian. out. Brian and Kane. Shout out. Mike and Andrew. Shout out. Hold tight. Hold tight. Here for the t-shirt. Shout out. C Dibble 98, Jordan B, Grab Some Ozone, Doctor, Dixon Balls, one of my favorite accounts, Dixon Balls. Uh, C Brady. Lots of shout outs here. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a few more. I'm gonna do a few more. Because if you're still listening, you deserve a shout out. JPG 109, he did class with us at Fast Farms uh last week with me and mitchell awesome kid he interviewed me at the end of it what? and he was a great interviewer and he's young like 21 or 22 or 24 or something like that uh two stroke trisket shout out daniel youngblood Barkbuster ben mind moto shaken blake dewey dobbs oh we're going aj's finger guns C. Brady again, Eckhart, 100, D. Wilson, 16, Moto X Jim, shout out, RMZ, Tiago, Dirt Bike Dave, Nate, Dr. Greg, shout out, shout out guys, those are all people that commented on podcasts in the past, or the last podcast, okay, that was fun, Moto Academy podcast, number one podcast in the world, toodles.